0: Welcome back to Beauty, Business, and Mind Podcast. This is your host, Celeste. Welcome, my love. Welcome to your space. As always, please take what resonates and leave the rest behind. Um, today, we're going to be doing a really deep, <laughs> um, honest look into our hearts and really healing generational wealth trauma. And when I mean wealth trauma... So we're going to be, I'm going to go be really going into depth and a little bit into my life to better understand of my journey, of my healing process through money as I continue to grow and as I continue to heal those wounds, right? Um, how, you know, abundant, abandonment issues, so having like a reliable parent, having a parent that passed away when I was young. Um, This whole, like as being a Latina woman, right? Um, we I grew up and most of us grew up, not all of us, but most of us grew up with a plan B, right? Um, If that doesn't work out, is it sustainable? If not, you need to have a plan B. And if it doesn't work out right away, you need to quit and move on to the next thing, right? And how that kept me small for so long. And as soon as I really started doing the work, the hard work to start breaking that, The growth happened. The opportunities happened. My whole life was transformed and changed. And as always, take what resonates, leave the rest behind. Let's get to know each other one another better. And let's get to it today. So let's go to this. When I was born, I was born in the States, in New York. And um, my parents were very poor they escaped, um, in Guatemala, there was this, um, this whole period of time where there was a lot of like genocide of indigenous people. My dad happened to be hundred percent indigenous. My mom wasn't, um, she was a young, a young pregnant teen mom. And they ended up in New York. They were living on the streets and she suffered a lot with me. Um, and, she has told me this story. Um, but I really want to emphasize this because my life has been so beautiful and crazy. And sometimes I think I should make, it should be a freaking movie. Cause I can't believe I've gone through all this. Um, but long story short, they ended up in California with a broken down car and a hot summer day. And this white dude coming back from camping with his nephew happened to see me at a Denny's cause my parents were there. Um, trying to get something to eat and get out of the heat and he saw me he was playing with me because I was like next to their booth where they were eating my parents left and they were hitchhiking and this person's nephew told him that to not be a dick (laughs) and to stop and pull over and give these people and the baby a ride and those people were my parents and that baby was me and through all of this my this awesome and amazing human that, you know, gave my parents a ride, asked them if they knew where they were going. My dad did speak English. Um, and he told him, hey, you know, like we're planning on to, to San Francisco. We don't have family. He's like, you know what? Why don't you come work for me a couple of days, get some money. My mom was cleaning the house and that turned into a friendship. And he ended up like loving my mom as a daughter and my dad as a son. And my parents then later on decided after my sister was born to move on to Guatemala. In Guatemala, I lived there from three years old till I was nine. And I had a very interesting life. So I went to private schools, but my dad was the typical machista man um, I couldn't even go play in front in the front yard. Okay. But we had everything. We wore like clothes from the U S from target and I had all the Barbies and, you know, it was a big, like I went to a private school and the whole thing. Right. My mom didn't work. Um, we never went anywhere and we'll skip some other stuff. Cause you know, we don't need to go into the details, but my dad ended up passing away when I was nine. My mom, didn't um she was young when she got with him and you know they had she had money and everything from him and when he passed away like you know we're in Guatemala so it's a different lifestyle and world over there and this does happen his bank accounts went down to zero um you know things that he had were gone mysteriously and my mom couldn't investigate it um and my mom ended up having to work for the first time and I got to meet my aunts from her side and I got to be outside and play. It was like I got to like live after that. But we were very poor. My mom didn't even have five cents to buy a little um, Ziploc bag, like snack size Ziploc bag of sugar. There was days when a tortilla, like, you know, corn tortilla was all we could eat. And there was days that that was it. We didn't have money even for sugar water. We didn't have money for shampoo, so we actually um, showered with you know soap um, made out of like pig fat. It smells disgusting, but it doesn't make your hair smell nasty and you smell really clean afterwards. It just smells nasty when it's dry. I know it sounds nasty. But I want you to understand that's the level of like having a lot to, to like overnight having nothing that I went to. And remember that amazing man who gave us a ride and helped us when we were in the states? He came down from my dad's funeral. My sister and I happened to be born here. And we actually got deported. Believe it or not, we got deported from fucking Guatemala back to the States. And my grandpa decided, I called him grandpa. And this amazing man, wealthy man decided to adopt my sister and I and be a legal guardian. I want to stop here because it's crazy, right? Like, um, nine years old, I've gone through all this shit just to nine. I realized at a young age, first of all, that I, I didn't want to rely on a man and I'm this not about gender. I'm just showing like showcasing as a Latina woman a little bit back into the history and how, what I grew up with. I grew up that man came first and a man could do certain things and a woman couldn't. Right. Um, and if I rely on a man, maybe tomorrow something happens and it's gone. Right. And that's part of the healing, that generational trauma that I'm dealing with that, you know, like I can rely on other people and I can trust people, but it takes work, right? And you may have your own story of something really hard that you went through that is going through that process of healing your generational wealth trauma, right? I'm not a therapist. Um, I have had a lot of therapy and worked with lots of therapists, um, and a lot of my mindfulness and my mentality of things, but I'm just sharing the, where the strength comes from and all the work I've had to do to heal my generational wealth trauma, right? Cause we, we want wealth, success, abundance, money, whatever you call it. We need to heal those part of ourselves. And long story short, um, I live with my grandpa. We had, he had lots of money. We had a nanny, uh, had an awesome life. I did amazing things that I do with my kids because of him. He taught me, he gave me a lot of love. Um, he taught me a lot of business things at a young age. I learned so much from him and I have so much fucking love for my grandpa because he was such an amazing man. He didn't not only help me, he helped so many kids. And I remember, um, oh we'll we'll get to that part but he just impacted so many people so many people like the day that um that he was no longer with us at his funeral. I remember there were so many kids and nobody could understand why there was so many kids. And it was because he touched so many people's lives. He would help you. If you needed a meal, he wouldn't ask you if you need a meal. He took you to go get a meal with us. If you needed something, a pair of shoes or clothing or something, like shelter or love, whatever, or you didn't get you know access to certain things, he would do things for you out of kindness. He didn't want anything in return. And he was such a giving man And now that I'm older, at 36 years old, I can acknowledge what an amazing man he was. That he didn't only, not only had abundance for himself and wealth for himself, but he also changed so many people's lives, including my own, by his kindness, his kind acts. So let's get going to the healing, the generational trauma part. Um, So I love my grandpa, it was awesome. And I was 15, I went to my mom's, and long story short, after high school, I ended up living out of my freaking car, okay? Like, no lie, I was living out of my car, okay? And I want to stop here for a second, because I, there was, that, there was nights I didn't have money, at that time you could go to a taco truck and get a dollar taco. I didn't have a dollar to go buy a taco, and that's why I still have some problems with my stomach from, like, not eating so much, um... It was a really hard time for me really finding myself and that's when I found insurance and I tied my worth to my work and to my network, you know, I mean net worth, you know, like so whatever I made, how much money I made to the work that I did, that made me worthy of life, right? And then I had a very beautiful life, uh, abundant life, but I wasn't happy and we're going to skip through lots of years and lots of things, but um, I ended up becoming a single mom after a while. Um, my son and I have lived out of a room before. And now I have a very beautiful, abundant life. Um, my husband and I, we make it together over, you know, Six figures, like way beyond, you know, the 100K, the 200K. Um, But we choose to live a lifestyle that brings us joy, right? And now, like, it's it's a privilege for me to be able to have things that I never imagined, to have jewelry and a lifestyle and do things and spend money in ways I never imagined in my life. But there was a lot of healing. And I want to talk about generational healing for wealth. Because we're going to need to do the work and it has to do more than money. And I hope if you're up to this episode at this point, I want to ask you like, what does abundance, what does wealth mean for you? And if tomorrow you were, you're getting a check in the mail for $5 million, would you be the first person in your like circle, in your intermediate family to have that kind of wealth? And what would that mean for you and your life? And what does generational wealth, breaking the cycle mean, right? So like we all go through different traumas, right? And we're healing our generational trauma so we can have that wealth and abundance. Wealth and abundance comes in different ways maybe there's a wealth of relationship. I knew what type of man I really wanted in my life and what's important to me. I'm a very feminist and very independent woman. So even though I'm a mother of three, it takes a certain kind of man to be with me. And I found him. He's my partner right now. We've been together 10 years so far. Um, and I, you know, I never take things for granted and I never put anything in a period because, you know, life is life. But I had to be able to heal the generational trauma of that a man was everything and that I men were bad, right? So that was one of my traumas that I had to heal to have generational wealth and abundance and love. I had to heal the part about my work being my worth. I've talked many times about this, but you you guys know my hand, right? Like my hand got messed up. I I had to go a whole year of practicing how to open and close my hand. And it was very painful. And during that time, I had to learn how to detach my worth from my work. And it's one of the freaking hardest things I've had to do my whole life. And I'm bringing this up because how many of us do we tie ourselves, or you hear people who tie themselves into getting the cheers on and getting the likes and getting the comments and getting features and getting published in magazines and getting published in podcasts, and that is amazing. And you get to work with certain companies and people. That is fucking amazing. The problem is that when we tie all our worth into our work, we are not work. We are not just... That's not going to bring us happiness. How many people... Do you know in your life or have you heard of that only work nonstop to create a certain lifestyle, to purchase certain things, but don't get to enjoy it? I know many people like that. And trying to heal that part where my wealth can come from, you know, like releasing the tie from my work to my worth was so important in the sense that it brought income in different ways, right? So now I get paid for being part of a committee. Uh, I get an hourly wage for that, for getting my insight and input as a diversity, equity, and inclusion committee. I get paid for knowledge in business. I get paid for helping other businesses to solve, you know, simple problems in tech or in business or in marketing or with their branding. Um, I get paid in so many different ways, right? And I get so many opportunities in different ways. But it's because I have been able to tie to like unleash that leash of having to tie my worth to my work, because sometimes your wealth and your abundance and the opportunities are not going to come from the work you do. Do you know how many times I've gotten? calls or emails or opportunities to do things when I'm like literally in my happy self relaxed at home. It's crazy. That's usually when the most of the opportunities come to me. And that's why I've had to really detach my worth from work. Right. And I think it's so important. I'm sharing this with you because the moment that you can start detaching that you have to work so hard to get the abundance, not just monetarily, but also in love and happiness, and being comfortable with your own self, and loving yourself, that you have to work for it, the more that you're accepting of the other things that come with life, there's so many opportunities sometimes that I have missed, and I'm sharing my, my story today, not to be like, oh, this is all about Celeste, no, to kind of give an insight to kind of help you, like think about ways that you have worked so hard, how has that really benefited you? There's been periods in my life where I have to work hard, but you are work, working super hard. is not going to determine net, work, or net worth because if making money was equivalent to how hard we work, um, 80% of the U.S. population would be freaking filthy rich how many people do we not know that work 40 hours a week some of them have double jobs to be able to sustain themselves how many hairstylists I know many hairstylists that work easy over 40 hours a week easy and it's not a bad thing if you do that it's not bad it's not bad I'm just saying like if we all had to if if making having a huge bank account relied only on working so hard There'd be more rich people than there are right now. And in, don't take it just from me, also from my husband, like for the longest time, right? My husband, um, our story is kind of funny, but he was fighting me so hard on not working hard. And when the the moment he stopped working weekends, because my husband used to only take um, two days off a year. He was horrible. Three if I was lucky. He worked every single day of the year except for three, Okay. Um. And when he stopped doing that, his business grew, his bank account grew, everything just blossomed and bloomed. And it's the moment that he stopped attaching his worth as a husband, as a person to his work, right? But he had to do that work. I couldn't do that for him. And one of the important messages I want to share with you today that it's up to you if you want to do that. I decided that I didn't want to live out of my car. I didn't want to live out of a room. Those were situations in my life where I had to do, do the best of starting back up on my feet. Right? Like a divorce can bring a lot of things. You know, maybe, I'll, maybe one day I'll do an episode on that. But you know, I'm in my second marriage. A divorce can cause a huge shift in your financial and lifestyle. It's insane. And that's what happened to me. But now that I'm at this position, right? Like, now where I'm with my husband and we have kids and everything, I know what life means. I know how to prepare. I have, like, we have, like, piggy banks on piggy banks, right? So we have, like, savings account on savings account because I'm, like you know, we always need to be prepared and it has served us well. It's not a lack of, you know, not because I'm scared something bad's going to happen. It's like this safety cushion, right? It's like you have your couch, right? Which is your net and regular, like, and money that flows in. And then you have this little extra cushions that, you know, are for the little bumps in life. Like, you know, my husband, um, he had an emergency surgery, Um, I couldn't, you know, work for a year. Like I was really like trying to get my hand back. I have to slowly come back to work now. Now I'm kind of getting back to work. Um, you know, we've had different things. We had something else happen with our family. We had to move out of our place. Um, so it's just different things that happen in life and having that cushion has been freaking amazing and detaching and healing our, you know, generational, like wealth trauma is so important too, because, I'm not scared to invest in myself, right? I'm not scared and like, oh my gosh, like we need to put a deposit for an apartment or you know what, we need to fix the tires and the the engine light came up on the car. Okay, I'm gonna go get it fixed. I'm not scared in paying that $700,000, whatever it is, because I know I'm gonna get that money back. And part two of healing a generational trauma is, what's important to you like why are you willing to spend money on like for me I'm a gent I'm a millennial okay <laughs> and i love spending on experiences okay like for my kids memories like i'll spend money on that like we took my kids and some other family members on a resort and that was fun for me and like that's like a memory that we all have together right but that's what matters to me and And part of healing a generational trauma is also remembering what matters to you. For the longest time, right? Like, Celeste, get a house. Celeste, you should be driving like a Range Rover or like that really sick Mercedes. Celeste, like... Oh my gosh, your ring is so big. Or like, maybe you should get a bigger ring. Um, You know, like there's all these things, right? Like Celeste, why do you dress that? You should dress better and nicer. Uh, like Celeste, maybe you should do your makeup all the time. Or like Celeste, maybe you should have like a nicer apartment and even a more luxurious place. It's not up to other people though. And that's part of healing that generational trauma that happiness is going to mean something to me, completely different to other people. And it's okay, and it doesn't mean that I don't want wealth or money or abundance. It's just that happiness and wealth and abundance means different things to me. And I don't have to be like my family and I don't have to do things on their time. I am 36 years old. Um, My life is different and I'm happy with my life. I don't wish I had more or less. I know I'm going to reach different potentials of my life. I know I'm going to reach a higher potential and I'm going to be able to help more people and also with my wealth. Part three, having wealth and having success in our lives means we get to bless others. Because when we have wealth, when we have that success and abundance that comes into our life... I've been able to hire other people because of that wealth and abundance. I've been able to talk to other people, heal other, you know, help other people heal their own things, you know, like they're struggling with, so they can move forward with their business. There's different things I've been able to do thanks to all the investments I'm able to make, right? But it's a hard thing to do. You know, when you have gone through like not having reliable like parenting, and Being ingrained in your head about like what it means to be successful and having a plan b for everything and that if something doesn't work you quit and you go to the next thing it's it can be a lot of work and I'm just here to tell you that's gonna take it take it at your own pace but you get to choose what your life will be I got to choose what happiness means to me I got to choose what wealth means to me and I got to choose that. Thank you to all my family and thank you for to life and the universe for everything that has brought in my life because it has taught me so many valuable lessons. But part of healing that generational wealth trauma is that I don't have to live life according to them, right? Because I can have it. I will have a house like my husband and I were planning by buy our, our, our home soon after we get out of here. But It was our own own pace. And there's certain things that matter to us that probably don't to other people. And it wasn't to impress anybody or to make anybody else happy. It was for, for us, right? And I just hope this episode really gives you insight to really look into yourself and look at your life and look at the traumas that you have dealt with, you know, like how many times do we hear like, oh, money is bad. Or if you have too much money, you start to change. You know, like I've heard that one so many times, you know. But money doesn't make people change. People decide to change, you know. I know people that are very well off that are still the same person. So it's just uh, money, The uh, people, taste, there's so much emotions, and especially like being Latina, right? Like, you know, dinero sucio, like, you know, which means money is dirty, Um, you know. Um, so, like, if you have too much wealth or money, that means that you're stuck up and you think you're better than everybody else, right? And this also connotation that, um, a like lot in my generation, it's like, you need to have money, you need to come from money, or you need to work your butt off and not have a life so your kid's going to have money, and you can too when you're old, you know? And I love to see all this video. I love to see all this beauty, like businesses and all these businesses, like all over, you know, from all walks of life and all genders and just everybody thriving and being young and uh, having successful businesses as young entrepreneurs. And I love seeing that because they are showing not only to me, but to my kids and to other you know people that watch them that, hey, We can do this. We can't break the generational, you know, wealth traumas that we have. And we can be, you know, the example, not the exception, the example that it can be done. And part of healing my own generational trauma is that I am not a quitter. You know, like I remember when I was young, my mom would get so mad because I would like quit jobs after six months. And she's like, why are you doing that? I'm like, mom, because every time I go to a new job, I get 50 cents more. And that was, <laughs> you know, I was a teenager. And that was my fucking, like, you know, and I didn't find nothing I loved until I found insurance. Um, and that was, like, my thing, you know. And my mom got so mad because that meant I was being a quitter. But it wasn't. I knew I had a purpose behind it, right? And just, like, life has thrown, you know, little balls at me to, like, kind of be able to and have to um, innovate and change Our traumas and you know our, our money talks about money and what wealth and abundance means is different to each of us. But don't allow everything that has happened to your life to put you down or don't think that you're not worthy of your blessings. We get to choose. This is like our life. This is your life. And you get to choose what success means to you, what wealth is to you. And for me, like the biggest, you know, like lesson out of all this, it has been that, you know, life is like crazy. Life changes so much, right? But I am so grateful for all the beautiful things I have in my life. And I am so grateful for, you know, all the dreams and aspirations and goals that I know that I will reach um, in a couple of years. Um, And I hope that you have goals and dreams and aspirations as well, that we don't have to be our parents and we don't have to be our, you know, our money stories, or what the money stories that has been ingrained in us, right, and breaking that can be hard, and sometimes I have to catch myself, because I'm like, oh yeah, like, you know, that's my old talk, trying to get to me, but we got this, we got this, you know, and part of, to end this episode of breaking the generational wealth trauma, also has been as a mother, like, right, like, I'm a Latina, okay, like, you stay home, and you take care of your kids, like, what do you mean, like, before, I remember, like, they'll be like, why are you leaving the kids, like, why are you going, you're gonna go party, and you're being so responsible, but I have my husband, right, because why is my husband cooking, and why is my husband helping me, and why is he being supportive, right, Um, and why am I going with my best friend, and am I being good, you know, and all this stuff, right, because this whole, like, generational wealth trauma, that, like, there's no way that you can have opportunities and get paid to travel. Like there's no way that you can make money when you're away from home and your kids, you know, and that's okay. And that has been part of my feminista Latina little chingona AF self that I'm like, no, like I'm going to do my life. I'm going to do business my way. And it has worked out and it has been really good for me. And also for my girls, you know, like right now I have two girls and you know, I wanted to see, hey, you know what, my mom, she was like a little crazy, and she swore sometimes, but that woman, cuando quería algo, when she wanted something, she went after it, and she lived life under her own rules, not what the world or people told her to, and she was happy in her own freaking way, and that's what I want for my kids, and, and for my children, and I just really hope that this episode really opens up your heart and your mind to really think like, what is those money stories that we're telling ourselves? Are those stories that you really believe? Or are these stories that were told to you so much that you think they're true? And what do you want to change? Like, why, why, you know, like, why do you want to be the exception for me? I wanted to be stronger, right? I wanted to show that a Latina could be strong and she could be successful in her own freaking way and be a mother of three, right? Um, That's my thing. It's for me. I'm I'm showing my little inner self what I'm capable and I have a bigger, stronger why that has nothing to do with that. My dream is to one day be able to really help other women who have been emotionally abused or have like, you know, like don't have the the resources to get education, to grow their business, to start their own businesses, not just here but in other parts of the world where they are really are lacking resources. Cause now with a phone you can do so much, right? And I have so many goals and aspirations that have nothing else that have nothing to do with me or me building money. Um it has with other things that matter to me in my heart. And I invite you this week to Really, like, take a pen and a piece of paper and journal and see what what is your money story. What do you believe about money? Do you believe, like, money is, like, abundant and you're able to bless other people with it and it flows back to you? Um, do you believe that it can come to you easily and there's opportunities, you know, waiting for you around you? Like, what do you believe? Like, what's going to make you happy and why? I did today um, a live, and I was talking about, why is it that we get into business with a, with our why, right? With our goal, why we're doing this, right? For me, it was like to be home with my kids and to have my own schedule and to make the money I wanted on my time. And somehow I got lost with like working crazy hours and then like 14 hour days and all this stuff. And, you know, but I was lucky pretty early on. I was like, no, this is not a life for me. Money uh, money's good, but no, it's that's not, not making me happy. I miss my kids, I don't get to see my kids wake up or go to sleep. And that wasn't happiness. For me, there's for some people that's happiness, and that's totally cool. Like I don't judge, and that's what I mean. That's why it's so important that we take the time to see what does wealth mean to you? What are our like generational wealth traumas that are stopping us from growing and doing new things? And with that, I want to end this episode. I will be gone this weekend on Long Beach uh, with Ricardo Jara hair 2, which is my BFF. And yeah, hopefully we'll get to record an episode for you guys. I'll try to do one for either like for you. Um, I'll try to do one in Spanish and one in English. But we'll see um, how the, the air and the events turn out because we're pretty free-spirited. We both are, so... We just know we're going to the show and we'll see where the adventures take us. And so if you want to follow me along on my little travel work blog, you can go ahead and follow me at Celeste's Stylist on stories. I'll be leaving tomorrow and as well, I'll start posting. So, so much love until next time. Bye love.